I'm Andrew Rice. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. And you're listening to Monster Mash. And on this week's episode, we're hunting Almudron. As its name implies, Albutron spends a great deal of time lurking in mud, at least until it emerges to smother approaching prey. From its tail oozes a strange golden fluid, which Almudron uses to dissolve the ground beneath its prey, arresting them in a mire so that it can drag them under. When enraged, it produces more fluid, turning the mud golden. When you see gold, watch out. Flaying in the dirt, after a hard day's work, a grumpy old beast rises from the muck. I've never noticed the gold shares on about. Yes, it does do gold stuff. Yeah, 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 the mud yeah, goes gold and it's well dangerous. You know the the mud that damages you when you walk through it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, it's got I'd like say... it's got like gold rivulets running through it. Uh, okay, I, d- I can't say I've noticed that, but that makes sense. I suppose. Well, you are gold. Always believe in your soul. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Bando Bali. <laughs> I mean, you didn't know before, but you've got the power to know. <laughs> You're indestructible. <laughs> Always believe it. You are there gold. We, there we go. We really captured the Spando Bali Almudron crossover audience this week. Good job, lads. <laughs> so, we spoke about this during the hunt, but this is kind of a. A monster that is really cool from a design aspect, you know, visually quite different to pretty much anything we've had in the series so far. Um, you know, the concept behind it and, and all that jazz works really well. So you've got all that, which is which is brilliant. But then on the other hand, you've got a fight, which isn't a lot of fun. So it's kind of a tale of two monsters, almost in a way with this one. So... Should we do a talk talk about the fight first? Get that out of the way. Yeah, I like you and Andy both seem to hate this fight a lot more than I do. It's just quite inconvenient, really. I guess because, like in the past couple of weeks, I've ground out the armor set. I've gotten half decent at knowing what what's going on now. Mm. So it doesn't really bother mm. me. What do you mean by inconvenient, Andy? Like you're just covered in mud constantly. I guess it's not really a fun and, mechanic. Yeah, like, yeah it, it, it moves around a lot. It's just sort of yeah, it's it's not like easy to hit, and you just get knocked about, and there's mud in the way, and yeah, you know. I think what makes it quite frustrating to fight is that 
despite it being this big lanky creature and that normally translates to being like a good fight because you know you're up jostling other hunters lots of weak points to crack and smash and um you know that usually meshes together to be to work out well as a good a monster hunting fight but what makes this quite frustrating with Almudron is that because a lot of his body is you know covered in mud and there's lots of mud getting flung about everywhere it's hard to sometimes see where he's attacking from i don't know if you guys have found that yourselves but sometimes i find that it's difficult to dodge him successfully um and it's never fun getting whacked about during a, a fight continuously and i seem that seems to happen more often with Almudron than it does with nearly any other monster in this game for me at least i, I definitely had that early on until I realised that basically all of his moves you're meant to dodge with your wireberg. Oh, well then that would definitely be causing me a problem, wouldn't it? See, like most most of his attacks just like send out a wave across the floor, or he like swipes at you across the floor. He's got a few which come from above and stuff, but for the most part, it feels like this monster was designed to be like a showcase for using the wirebugs in combat. I would disagree with that because I find what makes him perhaps the most frustrating aspect of this is what what I tend to do is if I get hit I'll tend to use like a wire bug midair or, or what have you just to get back into the monster um, oh yeah he punishes continue. the shit out of that yeah uh, like that's <laughs> that's probably a, maybe a me problem but, but that's how I've learned to use the wire bug in this game is to use it to make sure that the distance between me and the monster is lessened the, the majority of the fight, which is, you know, probably a big fat factor that I'm using the greatsword primarily in this game, dabble with the hunting horn a little bit, but almost the greatsword. And Almudron does not let you do that because he has these wide sweeping attacks that seem to, like the, the like, they seem to be, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the heart box for them seems to last quite long. So like, mm. he, he, or, or he, just can, he just keeps the attack going for a longer period of time so you get hit you jump back in you get hit again which you know is, is probably something i should learn not to do when fighting this guy specifically but it's so ingrained I mean, with how i've learned other fights in this game that's something that you can get punished for in most monsters it's just that this game's not that tough so for the most part the numbers mm. aren't high enough that it puts you off i guess but i feel like i think with amadron you're meant to mostly keep your distance and then make little hit and run strikes when he gives you an opening. And yeah, yeah. you can use the wire bugs pretty well for that. Like, do an X attack, get in there, smack him about, and then get out again. I, I guess The so. other factor yeah. is, I've been using charge blade, and that charge blade, like, parry that you can do with the um, wire bugs basically blocks everything he can throw at me. So, mm. he's a, I just, I get a little bit close, he does some kind of attack, get my shield out, that charges up my sword, I roll in there, unload a load of damage, why bug out again? guess it just maybe doesn't mesh well with the greatsword to this fight, which, because even if you do get in close and you've got the opportunity to charge, sometimes he'll just, he'll just decide, okay, I'm off, you know, jump like halfway across the arena to like put up some mud walls or fling mud at you from across the other side of the swamp or what have you. Um... So yeah, it just, it just all kind of adds up to being a very frustrating hunt in my eyes. But I guess, like you said, if you maybe maybe fought this guy more often, 
Um, I'd learn to appreciate the fight or at least understand the fight a bit more. It's just yeah, probably hard to it's muster also, up the enthusiasm to do it when I've not really enjoyed the fight in the first place. It's definitely a very unique fight. Like the yeah. stuff, the moves and stuff he can do with the mud, like basically nothing else does anything like it where he like creates little platforming challenges around himself when he's in rage mm. mode that you can use to get in there and he sends out different kinds of like mud waves or like a meteor shower down on you creates a bunch of platforms um, yeah I, I totally agree with that part and i suppose that's kind of playing into a little bit of his design in some respects but you know you we have had monsters before in the past that have used mud as like an offensive tool like like baroff probably most famously you would say as a mud based attack maybe jarathed this a little bit as well but nobody's really done it to the degree that Almudron has so mm. definitely unique in that respect I would say for sure the way he moves in the mud would have been better in like world where they had a bit more of a dynamic like world for him to move through like when Jurotota swims through the mud it really it looks very believable or as Mus was making a point before and we were messaging that um Almadron looks great when he's specifically in that mud pool that he has. But then he does the exact same animations when he's meant to be on, like, rock and stuff. Where he's swimming through it. Yeah, so, I noticed that in the hunt we did, where he just he kind of leapt up into a little rocky plateau, like, towards the end of the fight. And he just seemed very out of place <laughs> up there. Yeah. Um, so, so in yeah. that respect, he's he's not the best mud monster. But in terms of how he uses it dynamically during the fight, I think his mud bending is better than anything any other like mud based monster has ever done. <laughs> mud bending. Totally cool. Yeah, I was about to pick up on that one. What the fuck? You <laughs> just threw that in there very <laughs> casually. Have you got a better name for it? <laughs> no, but I, just, I didn't expect to just casually hear you throwing around the term mud bending. I'm, I'm for him. What, what he does references, is. Please. It's exactly like the mud bending in Avatar, so. Is there mud bending in Avatar? Earth bending in it. Yeah, but there's the oh, okay. there's the those like the swab tribe who do. Well, they did like swamp bending, didn't they? Like yeah. they did all the the vines and shit. I think mud bending specifically is from um, Korra. Okay. Yeah, they did. They did. They went to all the weird ones there, didn't they? So. Yeah. so. I think um, what makes me appreciate Almudron most, and I mentioned this at the beginning though, is definitely how he looks and like how that kind of plays into him being like a, a hermit of the swamp. Uh, I really think they've nailed that. Yeah, well, I. That slightly more mammal kind of beardy version of a dragon that you get in Eastern like cultures is something that you even in Monster Hunter you very rarely see that kind of dragon. Like mm-hmm. something like um the Gaiacrus, it's got a bit more of an Eastern bent in that it's very long and snake like, but it's still basically an alligator, right? It's still very reptilian. Mm-hmm. Whereas this guy he's got like a full on beard, he's got like a f- furry tail. He's almost, um, almost reminds you of like never-ending story, like, <laughs> like, total uh, mammal dragon. 
F- Falgor, Falcor, Falcor. Yeah, Falcor. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, it's very unique design and really cool. And of course, as as I mentioned before, I really like how this game does wet fur, and like you want your mud monster to really show off, getting like muddy fur. You know, if you were, like, I'm sure dog owners get pretty triggered watching this monster because they imagine having to like clean that off in the bath. I mean, if they're if they're gonna get themselves an army drawn as a pet then there's some bigger problems I feel <laughs> what I couldn't really work out with its design is like uh-huh. it, it's like the big ball that it seems to form around its tail is that or is that part of its tail it's just, it's just picking up some mud to throw in it and yes. it charges it up um, the, that's where it charges up the yellow stuff right that is based on a Doro Dango which is a Japanese art form where you um, compact like mud into a rock and then you polish it into these like spheres that look like marble or rock which are made Mm. just by collected mud which has been polished to like a sheen on a rock which is also why um, Amadron's armour looks nothing like Amadron because Amadron is like slick wet mud but the armour's been like polished into like it looks like a metallic almost robotic armour I see is that what you're wearing yeah. now? No, it's not. Uh, no, I've, no it's what I was wearing for the hunt. I've just, I got changed into my Zenogo one ready for next hunt. Fuck's sake. Wait a minute, wait a minute I can, can't get changed. Call your jets. We're just going to pause in the middle of a podcast, are we? I mean, learn to feel silence. <laughs> it's terrible. So, terrible see that ludicrous display last night? <laughs> yeah, the trouble with Arsenal is, they're fucking shit and at the bottom of the table where they belong. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's got, almost got kind of a like you're wearing like a mech suit or something like that, with like the glowing parts on That's it. Cool. Yeah, the, the, that is something else. The female one is also a little bit more ridiculous than the male one because obviously they have to make the body very slim and form fitting, but then she still has big chunky claws and ears. I mean, such is the way of a lot of sets in this game, right? Like the yeah, uh, yeah. Such is the way of a lot of. Armor sets in any sort of fantasy game. To be fair, now that I think about yeah, it, yeah. there's um. I mean, the cat, the cat is alone. Just seem a bit unnecessary, to be honest. Total um, well, total side point. But there's um, the dragoon armor in Final Fantasy fourteen, like the like yeah, it's in modern actually. It's the, the dragon armor, like the, the the male version is like really looks really really cool, like all spiky and you know you look like a a dragon warrior, very much a classic dragoon, um, and then the female version, of course, has to have uh, a big old uh, midriff hole to show off the smooth belly. Of course, <laughs> you know, per- perfect, perfect fantasy game design there, right there. There's nothing you want more in a suit of armor than for it to leave all of your vital organs exposed. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, a dragon would never go for that. That's perfect dragoon armor there. Yeah, I really do think like the the kind of crusty beard on the Almudron, they really played in well with like that kind of old swamp hermit monster. Um, it's it's a really really unique concept, um, and it kind of it works perfect for a monster as well. Like you just imagine, like you wander into the swamp as you're pissing off this really really territorial grumpy old bastard. Um, I think in a previous episode, Moss was speaking about how. He really likes monsters where you can 
imagine them having this part of the world as their territory um and you know you wandering into this area you, you pissing it off is all part of the hunting experience and i do think out of most of the monsters in this game almadron really really nails that he's a i can like i see what you're saying but also i could see him hanging out with yoda and just being kind of a chill guy <laughs> But you, um, Yoda is a grumpy no. old swamp bastard as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, not like a, not like in a, a violent way. Just in a like, ugh, sort of way. You know, like he loves you really. <laughs> he lo- Sorry, can you I'm just saying, that again, please. Ugh. I'm just saying, <laughs> Almadron looks kind of like a Jim Henson production, and I'm here for it. Well, there we go. You heard it here first, kids. I definitely get more like swamp hag vibes, <laughs> like the like the creepy uh, crones from Witcher Three. Like you wondered that they're they're part of the swamp and you done fucked up. mentioned when we were looking at the armor that the cat ears seemed a bit much um but i think that's a reference to the fact that amadron is a little bit based on a catfish um in so as i'm sure you're aware japan has a lot of earthquakes and traditionally it was always said that the earthquakes were caused by dragons and then around the edo period so like the late 1600s through to the 1800s um, artists started drawing these pictures which are kind of satirical where it's um, underground big old catfish or onamazu were like brushing up against the island and that was what was causing the earthquakes and it, it's not like real folklore because no one really believed it it was just like a fun folk story uh, and it became very popular and the onamazu is kind of seen as like a Robin Hood figure because the earthquakes would always destroy you know everyone's homes rich and poor and then the rich would be forced to share some of the wealth they'd been hoarding by paying poor people to rebuild their houses so of course earthquakes are you know tragic but also they were seen as like a cleansing force that you know tore down the old order and restored some balance now and then and the almadron obviously with all of its mud earth breaking stuff has some earthquakey powers and it has Big, big, big whiskers like a catfish. But is he a communist like the the ones from the folklore? Well, he doesn't want to share his swamp very much, so I don't mm. think so. <laughs> big old capitalist army trying to knew it. Yeah. Um, it's also based a little bit on the Doro... Shrek by the sounds of it. The Doro Tabo, which is less of like a yokai, more of just like a ghost story. Where, like, um, an old farmer who, like, toils on his rice field all his life. Um, I don't know if you've ever been around rice fields, but they're kind of swampy because you have to keep them a bit flooded. Mm-hmm. Um, if, after he's dead, whoever inherits his rice field, like, mistreats it, he, like, rises up from the mud as, like, this swamp thing, zombie ghost monster. Um, and Doro is just Japanese for mud, and the Japanese name for Almadron 
is a Romidoro. And then okay. the other yokai, which I think might be a bit of an influence, is um, Oton Joro, which is a um, is a kitsune that there's a bunch of stories about. And he he looks a bit Mizutsune-like. He's way less fox than she is. Well, he is. But um, this one, basically all of its stories involve mud. Where either it, it applies mud to its body and that's how it transforms... Or it tricks people into thinking they're in, like, beautiful onsen hot springs and actually they're just, like, riding around in mud. Or, like, sewage. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, he's definitely, I think, combines those three different yokai to create its own quite unique monster. Pretty damn cool. Yeah. And then the English name, all I can figure out is Almadron has got mud in the middle there. Well, the the Japanese name I was going to say there kind of sounds like they've kind of just anglicised that with the, the English name in a way. A little bit, yeah. If they've got the Japanese name for mud in the creature's name. Yeah, yep. quite similar, quite similar so to the English name in a way. Yeah, I... A lot of the, like, I knew little bits and bobs about those various different yokai, but seeing them all tied together into one monster is really cool. The catfish well, one in particular, there's various Pokemon based on. And I think I there's, there's, that, even, yeah. there's even Monster Hunter monsters which more directly reference it than this one. But Like Barbroach, isn't that? Uh... No, Whiskash. Whiskash, Whiskash. Yeah, yeah, Whiskash is 100% based on that. Yeah, that's the one like, that came to mind when you said that. Even now, like if you go to like if you like walk near a river in a city, the signs warning you to like get away from it in case of earthquake have a big cartoon catfish on them causing the earthquake. <laughs> that's cool. It's just that's just like one of the symbols for earthquake now is like this big asshole catfish who smashes the island with its tail. It's a strange day at Monster Mash HQ today, as Andy proclaims he's got something to say. He says he's no longer a man, but a creature most looping. Luke says, prove it, so Andy nods and begins to whine. He opens the curtains and stares up at the moon, which we all thought was weird, it's it's actually just me. Regardless, Andy takes a big old breath and then says, Awoo! But suddenly, a big voice says, Enough of this, Andrew! The walls cave in, and the voice says, This furry shit is done. It's all over. So speaketh the one true wolf, the mighty Zenogre. So join us for that next time. Until then, Luke, where can we be found? We can be found on Twitter, <laughs> at Monster Mash Pod. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Anywhere where podcasts can be found, you can find our podcast by searching Monster Mash Podcast. Make sure you include the word podcast. We're just going to get the song. (laughs) And if you've enjoyed this nonsense and you want to make sure I can keep hosting it online, then go to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. And there you can find links to my other podcasts. And uh, what can they tweet? Andyman949. Uh, tweet at Andyman949 your favourite TV catchphrase that you want to hear him use in a future episode.
You'll do it. We'll you got one fresh now, Andy. The problem with not having Jas on is when I do the bit where I talk about all the references, it's just me talking, whereas Jas usually brings a couple of his own theories as well. Well, until next time. Thanks for listening. See ya. Uh, what are we doing? Amazon. Yes, we had a whole discussion about who would be the best actor to play. Yes, I know, but I did, Luke was fucking off into towards the Radjang and I got confused. No, I was just yeah. getting birds. Oh, no one cares about birds. Didn't discuss who would play the best Radjang in a film, did we? No, we didn't. Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Yeah, it'd be a pretty good Radjang, to be fair. Maybe you could have Vin Diesel as the Congolala. <laughs> no, that's got to be like Kevin Hart, like comedy comedy character, right? I think that was the joke Andy was making. <laughs> Vin Diesel is just a cute little comedy Dwayne Johnson. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you can't say that Vin Diesel's not cute in Guardians of the Galaxy, can you? Go and go, two, maybe two. One is more. Yeah, two. Okay, obviously, I've meant two. You said, you said big big yes, because I couldn't be bothered to say the extra word. <laughs> that is... Now I've had to say more words. <laughs> that might be the most Andrew Man sentence you've ever said. <laughs> it's like when he sent his mum a card that says, I think you are a cunt. And he's like, I just, I couldn't be bothered to write the not. I figured she'd understand what I meant. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> Did you say God the same thing? <laughs> I probably would send my mum a card that said I think you are not a cunt to be fair and she would actually appreciate it. So. Yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> my mum is the reason I swear like this. Oh shit, I'm in trouble. I'm in big trouble. There you go. Charles. I know that was his name too, but for a second, I just heard Magneto going, Charles. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going for in life. Which leads me to reiterate my earlier point, yeah. I think. The best yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew you were going with that. <laughs> I, did, I wasn't deliberately, and then I was like, oh yeah. I do think he Ian McKellen yeah. would be the best Amadron. I, I just don't know if he's got an Ian McKellen-y face. I could see a fastbender being more of an Amadron, to be fair. Like, Amadron's got that dirty quality to him, right? And, like, I don't think Ian McKellen oh. can really portray that. Right, you know, it'd be a great Amadron? Jason Manzukis. I don't know who that is. Off top of my um, Rosa's weird boyfriend bloke from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ah, uh, okay. Now I know who you mean. Yes, yeah. he is definitely a dirty man. Yeah, I mean, he's literally a hobo in John Wick 3. <laughs> I was thinking that maybe like Zach or Galvanakis. Yeah, same sort of yep, genre of guy. I can see that. But he also, but it, he's also too got fat, that crotchety. He's too, he's too fat for maybe like a bearded Bill Murray. That kind of crotchety bastard. Well, he knocked down that pillar, so that was fun. 
<laughs> when you said, said pillar there, you know exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I know what you did. <laughs> oh, mess him. I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the guy on the apprentice. <laughs> the guy on the apprentice. It's like it must have been about a year and a half ago. It's old pillows, <laughs> but of course he he, he called them like pillows. <laughs> He's a proper London lad, isn't he? You see, a year and a half ago, it is the most recent season of The Apprentice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but I don't um, think you're moving on even when the next season of The Apprentice comes. We'll on. see. We'll see. There could be. There could be somebody. <laughs> There's to... no one else that's coming out with quotes like. It's not just a turtle, it's your friend. He's your friend. He sits in your ass! <laughs> I've definitely heard Jay use that one a few times. Oh, we, we use it all the time. <laughs> if he was into Monster Hunter, I'd fucking get him on this podcast. <laughs> That's it. Some people quote, you know, popular TV shows. <laughs> yeah, but not like people who do that. That's true. I think that should be your character, and you just like every now and then just say like Bazinga or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> Fuck right up! <laughs> I could get behind that character change. <laughs> could I be wow. hunting any more monsters? <laughs> <laughs> this hunt was legend. Wait for it. <laughs> The same one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh dear! Is this, is this the way to inject me into the conversation more than just with random sitcom you can quotes? Be the catchphrase guy, yeah. <laughs> catchphrase. Nice to see you. To see. We're going for catchphrases that were like in I was this. Going for any catchphrase I can get my hand on. You should have given me this power. You should start the podcast with rice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> we're really going to capture that Bruce Forsyth Monster Hunter crossover audience. <laughs> That's what they've been waiting for, the Bruce Forsyth audience. A Monster Hunter podcast that finally accepts them. What monster would Bruce Forsyth play? Um, He's still with us, God rest his soul. Who would he be? Dunno. Must be one that does silly dances. Didn't he have quite a prominent chin? Now you're asking for incredible detail. He's he got quite have, a long chin. He did have quite a strong it. chin. Yeah. yeah. Because he could be like Dadogama or Uragan if we couldn't get Jay <coughs> Leno. I, I, no, I, I could see him be an Uragan. Yeah. No, I don't think he's he's aggressive enough for that. He seemed a bit too friendly. Well, that, that's why I went Dadogama first. I forgot what that is. So. Dadogama's the, chub, the chubby blue boy that everyone liked him. Well, oh yeah, I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah everyone yeah. likes him. I could see that being for Bruce Forsyth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everyone liked him, that. didn't he? And he used to spray explosives everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Quite famously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ruined that season, it's trying to come dancing. <laughs> Higher level or explosion. <laughs> the problem is, Dodogama wasn't in the Generations game. Oh. Fuck off, that was good. Uh, oh, I. <laughs> it was too clever. <laughs> it's not alright. <laughs> Gary! <laughs>